This is the fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time, and you're listening to the Gospel of the Lord and the homily of Reverend Angelo Satino, pastor of Nativity of Our Lord Parish in Warminster, Pennsylvania. from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. After he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing, but at your command I will lower the nets. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come to help them. They came and filled both boats so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of the fish they had made seized him and all those with him, and likewise James and John, the sons of Zebedee who were partners of Simon. Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. So this past Tuesday, February 2nd, was the feast of the presentation of our Lord in the temple when he was revealed as the light of the world. We also call that day Candlemas Day because on that day we bless candles which are the symbols of Jesus as light of the world. So I made sure I got up early to do my prayers on that feast so that I could be ready in front of the TV when the groundhog came out to see if he would see his shadow. Yeah, I always forget his name, Punxsutawney Phil, is it? Yeah, Punxsutawney Phil. So the groundhog, and as someone said, I think we need a new one, said we will have more spring earlier. So I was excited about that, as I'm sure you probably were. And then this morning I listened to the weather, and they tell us, get ready for a cold stretch with some white stuff. My brothers and sisters, the winter can be long and cold and dark. And sometimes there are periods in our lives 
that are long and cold and dark. When we were in the seminary, we used to dread the period from Christmas to Easter because we got no breaks. And in those days, we went nowhere. We were not allowed to leave the grounds. So you had this period of cold, dark weather, and you were inside those grounds sometimes for two to three months without a break. They even used to say to us, don't consider leaving during those months because most people are depressed in the cold, dark winter. So we would find ways to keep going. And usually it was from our spiritual development. Today's readings center on three important figures of our faith. Isaiah the prophet, St. Paul, and St. Peter. All three of them had things in common. They were going to be called by God to do great things. But they all knew they were sinful. And they all knew they were unworthy. And they were all, in different ways, reluctant. Isaiah said, I'm not worthy because I'm a sinner. St. Paul says, the only thing that I do is done because of the grace of God, not me. And St. Peter, he was actually afraid of Jesus when he saw his power. And yet, God called each of those three men to preach his gospel and to spread the faith in a very special way. We sometimes feel reluctant, unworthy, sinful, and afraid, like Peter. What did these three do? They opened themselves up to allowing themselves to experience the mercy of God, the love of God, and through their encounter with God, with Jesus, they rose above themselves and went out and did what the Lord called them to do. And so we honor them because with the grace of God and their openness to that grace, they preached the gospel for us. When I was a seminarian in my last year of college, we would have our Thursday assignments like the seminarians, we have seminarians here every Thursday. And my assignment that year, when I look back on my assignments through the seminary each year, was my favorite. I went to a little parish, was sent to a little parish in West Philadelphia called Our Lady of Angels. It was a very poor ghetto neighborhood. But the kids were great. The nuns who taught in the school were very supportive and encouraging to us. And the pastor, after our first encounter, became somebody I admired. We were warned by the sisters the first day we arrived because we went to the school first and then we had to meet the pastor at lunch and have lunch with him. 
So we were warned, his bark is bigger than his bite, don't let him scare you. So me and another seminarian, we go over to the rectory very humbly and faithfully, and we introduce ourselves to the pastor, and I put out my hand to shake his hand, and he had this giant dog next to him. It was, it was probably as tall as I was. And the pastor says, don't touch me. The dog is trained to attack. So from that moment on, I was afraid to leave the pastor's presence, even to go to the bathroom. Then he takes us into the dining room, and we thought we were going to proceed to eat. But he took out a paper and pad, and this was 1972. And so there were a lot of things going on in the church that time that some pastors were not happy with. And he proceeds to write an outline of the teachings of the church. And he said to us, this is what you will teach in my school. And if you teach anything different, I'll throw you out of here. So I said, thank you, Father, for the warm welcome. (laughs) But that assignment has always stuck out in my mind. I think sometimes because of the poverty of the kids and yet their genuine innocence in the midst of a lot of suffering. And so I took very seriously my time there. And each week between my classes and between the things that I was doing, I would always pray to God, help me to do what you want me to do here. Help me to realize this isn't about me, but it's about you and these kids. And so it would call me back to my senses that God had put me there for a reason. And that it wasn't about me being popular, or it wasn't about what I could accomplish, but it was about trying to do God's work in the midst of that situation. My brothers and sisters, each and every one of you is called by God into existence at a particular time in history, to a particular place, and put amid particular people. And you are called by God to accomplish great things. Some of them scare us. The responsibilities, the obligations, the things that we need to accomplish, they sometimes scare us. And sometimes we become overburdened with the monotony, with the pressure, with the suffering. And so we go into mechanical mode. We just get up every day and do what we have to, like a drudgery. Life becomes a rat race with no meaning for us. We need to open ourselves up to allow God to touch us with his mercy and his love. To encourage and strengthen us to know who we are and what we are about is what he called us to be and do. And when we think of what we're doing every day as doing what God has called us to do, it raises us out of the monotony. 
It gives us an enthusiasm and a strength that says, I count. I've got these three little books out of my bookcase. <clears throat> I don't keep a lot of things, especially recently I've been giving lots of my uh, little treasures away. It's time to start cleaning house. But I keep certain things that remind me of what initially encouraged me and put me on the path. So the first thing is this little book. It says, A Catechism of Christian Doctrine. And on the front, you see it's covered with brown paper. They used to tell us to cover our books. And so on the front of this, it says, Catechism. Angelo Satino, freshman eight. This is from 1964 when I was a freshman at Father Judge High School. And from this little catechism, I learned about God. And in this catechism are prayers that I was taught to say. I know this catechism had something to do with recognizing my call to priesthood. These two little booklets, fancy looking. These are my seminary prayer books from college. This one is from 1968. And then we got a little fancier in around 1972, and we made this one. And we were taught to pray these prayers regularly throughout the day. And they helped to remind us of who we were and what we were trying to be about. That it was not about us, it was about God and what he was calling us to do. And I think these books and these prayers were part of what helped us endure the long, cold, dark winters and not to give up. I'd like to read you just two of these prayers. This is from morning prayer. O Lord, open my lips to bless your holy name. Cleanse my heart, enlighten my mind, inflame my affections, and grant that my prayers today may be heard in the presence of your divine majesty. We thank you, God, for the gift of this day. Help us as we attend to our responsibilities in the daily routine of work. Guard us against the tendencies within us to be self-centered and indifferent to the needs of others. Keep us humble and compassionate as we relate to others. Help us to serve you sincerely in word and deed. And grant that we may live strong and joyful lives in the gospel of forgiveness. And then this prayer is from night prayer. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. God, I present myself before you this evening at the end of another day. I humbly offer you my thanks and praise. Enable, to, enable me to return the thanks for the many blessings and favors you have granted me this day. Jesus, you are gentle and humble of heart. Those who believe in you take on themselves a yoke that is easy and a burden that is light. 
accept my works and prayers of this day and grant us all the strength we need to serve you better tomorrow. Wednesday is Ash Wednesday, and we begin the season of Lent. And many people will try to think of things to do to impress themselves and God. And I say this to you. Just do everything you normally do every day. But do it with intention. Pray in the morning and pray in the evening. Open yourself up to the mercy, the love, the power and presence of God. Remind yourself of who you are and what you are about. And allow, and allow yourself to be strengthened to do things for God.